Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Happy Thanksgiving Eve. Is it? Yeah. I mean, it's not night, but it's Eve is the day before. Yeah, you're or right. It, it could is. be Eve yeah. Plum who played Jan in the Brady Bunch. Yeah, but Thanksgiving Eve is nothing like Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah, I could totally relate. Right? Yeah, please tell me about it. Well, I mean, Christmas Eve. There is no Hanukkah Eve. Wait a minute. How are they ranked on Eves? Is New Year's Eve bigger than Christmas Eve? Yes, it affects more people. Right. I'd like, say so. Like I'd me. say so. So, number one, Christmas Eve. Right. Number or Actually. No, number one, New Year's Eve. I think it's Christmas Eve. You think Christmas Eve over New Year's Eve? Yeah. Yeah, because you go to, there, there's a whole process behind it. Now, I know that I'm speaking out of school here. Right. You go to church. You have some sort of a meal, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, You're maybe, guessing? Maybe you, you open a present. <laughs> You're 55 freaking years old. You're not guessing anymore. You know what people do. I'm Jewish. But I didn't, okay. gr- I didn't grow up with this stuff. I was told by my ex-wife and now my current wife how they do things. Right. I, I, w- w- I'll ask you this. What is more meaningful to you? Christmas Eve by far. And that's my Having point. Having said that. That's my point. For the younger generation. How young? Who I worry about every New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve is it, man. It's uh, amateur hour. It is. A, thank you. Yeah. Fourth of July is also amateur hour. Fourth of July. Fourth of July. People, which, which, which is more dangerous? Fourth of July, where people are possibly losing fingers. Yeah. Or driving drunk. Yeah, that's a pretty lethal combination, isn't right. it? Right. And it happens all the time. Right. I don't know. What do you think? We've got some dangerous days out there. We do. Yeah. New Year's Eve always is the one time when I tell my kids, be safe. Well, I mean, I tell them all the time anyway. Yeah, I was about to almost stepped in that one. Well, uh, <clears throat> Other days you say to them, no, hey, drive fast and take chances. No, I don't say that because I don't. That it doesn't necessarily mean that I go from one extreme to the other like think, you do, but think, that's okay. I, th- I think you do. I think Wow, I way to try and turn that around on me. <laughs> No, well I done. just, I, 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 it's my least favorite holiday now. What New, is? New Year's Eve. Is it? Yep, it really is. My least favorite holiday. Your least favorite. Yeah, just because. And I by mean, the way, it's not a holiday. At the risk of correcting you, you don't get the day off. Holiday would be like President's yeah, Day, we'll, Fourth of July, we'll Veterans Day. We'll be at a football day. game on, on Is it Veterans Day Eve. or Veterans Day? Veterans Day. Are you asking me or telling me with the tone in your voice? Uh, that was a little shaky, wasn't it? It was. I mean, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles used to play in Veterans Stadium. Right? Yes, right. At least according to Brett Musburger. Yeah. You're looking live at Veterans Stadium. Where the Eagles are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Two-and-a-hook. Because that's what Musburger is all about, man. He is today. Oh, my God. Well, he owns, he owns VEASAN. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Have we gotten off the rails enough on this show? Oh, it's the day before Thanksgiving. We're going to be talking about Thanksgiving traditions in the second hour. We are? We can do whatever the hell we want. Who came up with that rundown? That's the boss. Some jackass. Yeah. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. 
Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. You know what people say? We're going to have some fun today. You know what that's code for? We're not going to take this very seriously. Yeah, it's exactly what it's right. code for. This yeah. is this is F around Friday on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, no question. Although this is a this is a topic here. I mean, there's some meat on the bone with the first with there, the opener. There's a lot of meat on the bone yeah. in this. Yeah. I mean, again, who put together this rundown? Okay, yardbarker.com listed its top five candidates for coach of the year. And by the way, we're going to be talking about the uh, game on Sunday with a longtime friend of mine, Andy Baskin, longtime sportscaster uh, in Cleveland. But uh, we'll get to this real quick. Um, top five candidates for coach of the year. In order, Dan Campbell, Mike McDaniel, Kevin O'Connell, Sean Payton, D'Amico Ryans. That's what uh, was written about Payton. What a remarkable in-season turnaround in Denver after a dismal 1-5 start. Broncos have won four straight back in the playoff hunt. Somehow, Peyton has reignited a Denver defense that has allowed seven, that allowed 70 points to the Dolphins. And now, the Broncos have forced 12 takeaways over the past three games. He's also salvaging Russell Wilson, throwing for a career-low 16 touchdowns last year. The former Pro Bowler has 19 touchdowns this year, tied for third in the NFL. Let's just start with the analysis. Okay. What do you think? You agree? Uh, I, I think he would be in my top five, but he might be fifth. No, what was written literally about him. You well, I mean, I think you got to give credit to to VJ. Reignited the defense. I mean, what did, know, what did he do that I'm missing? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I would probably give credit where it's due. Correct. Right? Uh, realizing that he is the head coach and everything that ha- How about assistant coach of the year for Vance Joseph? I mean, I, I wouldn't argue it. At this point, right, I would not argue it, right, uh, and um, so I think the analysis is a little bit flawed. Although I don't disagree with the five people that he's got listed. Yep. I mean, I don't disagree. I know I, I disagree with the order. Okay, so let's go with that. What's your order? Uh, well, Dan Campbell's the number one guy for me. Not me. Fair enough. And then it's and then it's uh, and then it's Ryan's. Uh, he would be number two at yep. this at this point. Yep. Um, uh, then I would probably go with um, Mike McDaniel. Yep. Kevin O'Connell, Sean Payton, Sean Payton, Kevin O'Connell. I, wh- whatever. I so mean, sh- you know. So, so what you're saying is you hate Sean Payton. You think he should be fired? No. What I'm saying is I don't think I think Sean Payton has an incomplete job yet. And I bet you Sean Payton would agree with that. Okay. As of right now, and this can change. Can absolutely oh, well, yeah. change. Yeah, I mean, there's seven more games. You're darn right it can change. Okay. But this guy had to me has the best chance. If things go his way down the stretch, he should absolutely be the slam dunk coach of the year. And that is Kevin O'Connell. Okay. By far. Again, journeyman quarterback, first game. We heard all the stories. Sure. Won three games in a row. Yeah. Just happened to lose to the Broncos. Yeah. In fact, they were one and four with Justin Jefferson. Right. If the Vikings win, I don't know, five more games and the Broncos win five more games, my money goes to Kevin O'Connell. Let's not forget how bad the Vikings were to start this season, too. Sure. It's not It's not like they were that much better than the Broncos. Right now, I'd go with D'Amico Ryans. I wouldn't argue with that. I, I, Other it, than the fact that I think Dan Campbell has done the best job. Um, 
Did you see where the Houston Texans picked in last year's draft? Yep. And I know their see- schedule. Mm-hmm. And but oh they, yeah, because and, and they because gotten- playing the Packers and the Bears is so difficult. <laughs> In that, in that division. And, oh, by the way, playing the Vikings early. Well, you can demean my choice for with whatever logic that you choose. Well, you're the one who mentioned. Dan Campbell, to me, is the coach of the year as we sit here today. I'd have Demico no- Ryans would be second for me, but I think it's by, it's by a very slim margin and subject to tremendous change down the season stretch. Well, what you don't have, what well, you will have, <laughs> this is all potential, is the best turnaround in football in Houston. Yep. The best turnaround mm-hmm. with a rookie quarterback. No question. Now, I can easily vote for Dan Campbell. It's hard not to vote for Dan Campbell for a lot of people. But let's not forget about that run and that momentum they built from last season. They were becoming a very good football team. Well, continuing they, it. They just, they just happened, and to Campbell's credit, continued it right with that i can make a case for mike mcdaniel i have zero doubt that tua tagaviola is not the quarterback he is today without mike mcdaniel i would agree with that listening to all the behind the scenes stories on how mcdaniel has really resurrected to his confidence taking him under his wing mm-hmm. that offense is nothing short of spectacular great hire and vic fangio yada 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 You can make a case for all of them. The only guy I truly cannot make a case for, strong case for. I can make a strong case for Ryans right now. Okay. I can make a strong case for Campbell right now, McDaniel right now, and O'Connell right now because of Dobbs. I cannot make a strong case for Sean Payton, although I would not disagree he'd be fifth. I'm just saying I can't make a strong case for him to win it right now. I agree. To win you. it. Yeah. But I can make a strong case for mm-hmm. the other guys to win it right now yeah. if I needed to. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I would agree. I mean, th- I, I would say, Sean, that. Winning four games in a row doesn't make you coach. No. Period. No. End of story. There are a lot of teams that win four games in a row. And I understand they started one and five. But also, let's look at the coaching that he did when they were one and five. Yeah. Let's look at the decisions that were criticized, like hiring Vance Joseph when they were one and five. See, that's what happens all the time, is that you look at a segment instead of looking at the full picture. This great coach that they have winning four games in a row was also the same coach in the opening six games of the season. So why are we discounting the first six games and only looking at the last four? Yeah. It's, 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 it's a... I mean, I... The award is given to the entire body of your work, not four games. Right. Which is the same logic I would use for 10 games because that's where we are right now. Still seven games to play. Right. A lot of, can, a lot of things can happen. Right but, he's, now, but he's in the conversation because yeah. of what they've done the last four games. And, and I'm fine Domingo with Ryan's has done this all season with a rookie quarterback yeah. and a bad team last year. Bad team. They were Well, the Broncos weren't a very good team last year. So, I mean, I, I, I would... You I, have a rookie quarterback. There's a reason why you had the number two pick in the draft. Right. I mean, I'm not diminishing what Peyton has done in the last And, oh, weeks. by the way, D'Amico Ryan's a first-year head coach. Sean Peyton won a Super Bowl. First-year head coach. We're arguing against second or first for you and fifth. 
So, yeah. I mean, whatever. Happy Thanksgiving, pal. How are you? Giving thanks about doing the show today. Feeling well, better? we're off to a good start. We are. All right, coming up after the break, <laughs> longtime friend of mine, Andy Baskin. We started our careers together in Montana. Well, not the same station. And same town? Yes and no. Okay. Y- y- yes and no. Only because I worked in Kalispell, Montana, mm-hmm. and he worked in Missoula, Montana. Ah. They were only two hours apart. So the station I worked for, the NBC affiliate, its sister station was in Missoula, the NBC affiliate. Did you ever get down there a Missoula? lot? Yeah. Did you? Kind of an underrated town, isn't it? It, it is. Yeah, I and, agree. Andy worked for the CBS station. Ah, okay. So I would watch him. And then, yes, I did actually make it down to uh, Missoula more than a few times. One time I made it down there, uh, he and I went out drinking and it threw up all over his couch. The fact that he's joining us today tells you a lot about our friendship. He's next. Talk about the Browns. People in the house, put their hands in the air. Because if you don't care, then we don't care. One, two, three, times two, two to six. Jones in for your fix of the limp biscuit mix. So where the f*** you at, punk? Shut the f*** up and pack the f*** up. Are we f*** this track up? Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mylifesports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Tomorrow, Roller Auctions having an auction for uh, Eric Compressors, I should say, Next week, not tomorrow. My bad. So on Tuesday, uh, they're having an auction for air compressors, garage inventory, trucks, forklifts, welders, and much more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. You know, I kind of messed up that live read a little bit. Remember, um, it is not F around Friday. It is F around Wednesday. Right. Because we're getting ready for Thanksgiving. Well, we're off to a very much F around Wednesday start. I mean, the way I look at it is this. If you're not going to take a show totally seriously, bring on guests that you really don't take seriously as human beings or sports. Oh, well, I mean, that's yeah, an issue. Yeah, right. with, with that time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Johnson Garage Doors. Fast, on-time, professional, same-day services. That's Johnson Garage Doors. Go to johnsongaragedoors.com. All right, so I'm uh, paging through the uh, NFL Black Book. That's where you see all media members' names and things like that. And I'm looking through Cleveland, and I'm thinking, this Andy Baskin guy sounds somewhat pathetic. He probably needs the exposure in a new market. (laughs) And so I'm like, all right, he does some midday show on the fan, 92.3. All right, Andy, how are you? I'm good. I I just got the letter from Indiana. Your uh, degree (laughs) has been revoked. Is that right? Revoked, yes. Right. Is it worth anything uh, anyway, even if he does have a degree from Indiana? That You know, that is an excellent point. But, you know, he was Montana's greatest sportscaster in the history of sports Right. Uh, back in Kalispell. I mean, he changed the entire industry. <laughs> Everything went downhill after he hit the air. By the way, <laughs> I actually got a call recently uh, from the station that you worked for in Missoula, and they'd like to have you back so you can get a little bit more seasoning on your on your skills. 
I would have no problem with that except for the fact I'm banned from that company that I used to work for. So I wish Why? it was true, but it's not. Why? Long story. Not going there. Idiots. You want, you want to talk about the uh, late night that we had in Missoula one night? Should we just move on from that? It, it's just too old. We do it all the time. Let's yeah. just say it involves a trash can and a lot of fun. So Well, it, it involves your floor before the trash can. But I'm I digress. I'm trying to be nice. I've already <laughs> backed the bus over your head, so I'm not going to come back. <laughs> right. Okay, your Cleveland Browns, great defense. Who the hell is playing quarterback? How are you feeling about your team right now? Uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson is playing quarterback, and i got to tell you, I haven't felt this good about a Browns team in forever, and I'm saying that without a quarterback, so that's the amazing thing. <laughs> the defense has been outstanding all year long. Really, they, they got chipped away against the Ravens earlier in the season in Dorian Thompson-Robinson's first game uh, when he found out he was playing quarterback at 10.30 in the morning, and the Ravens figured out a way to wear down the Browns' defense and run them late in the game, but the Browns' defense has not been the same since then. And they really haven't been the same since they lost to the Seahawks a couple weeks ago when they let Seattle drive down the field and win the game. They are super upset about that and the way things went down, and they've played through it. And Baltimore and Pittsburgh have both felt the wrath of that over the last two weeks. So is Dorian Thompson-Robinson kind of a, hey, just don't do anything to lose us the game kind of quarterback at this point? You are 100% correct. The game plan that they used against Pittsburgh last week was just don't turn the ball over. He threw the ball more than 40 times, which to me is absolutely mind-blowing, but every pass is three to five yards. They are not doing anything that isn't high percentage. I got to give Kevin Stefanski credit. He wanted to win the game. You got to go out there and get it. You better have a good game plan, and they had a great game plan for Dorian Thompson-Robinson. It was very pedestrian, very boring. The NFL, I'm sure, for the entertainment value, didn't exactly love the Steelers-Browns game. But in the end, Dorian Thompson-Robinson went 4-for-4 four four on the final drive. And I think Kevin Stefanski loosened things up in a tie and said, all right, let's go for it. Let's go for the win. And then they gave Dustin Hopkins the chance to do it. Boom, they won. It was a great victory for the Browns and Browns fans last week. Uh, outside of you know, John Elway curb-stomping the Browns in the 1980s, uh, Who was that? Uh, we, that name doesn't. That it was erased. You ever, what was that movie about the Beatles where the Beatles were erased? Yeah, his name doesn't exist in Cleveland anymore. Yeah, I'm not I'm sure, sure of that. that. Why? Because you've won yeah. so many championships, you've forgotten about him. No, Hot Tub Time Machine fixed everything. Did you not see the movie where the Browns beat the Broncos? No. Thank God for Hot Tub Time Machine. Really? Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. It was the greatest movie in the history. I, I cried while I watched that. Yeah. movie. Can I have that for my first wife? Because that's what you know. Just, just. <laughs> <laughs> just keep hanging on to LeBron, okay? Because I know that's Whatever what you takes, do in Cleveland. Man. You got the Rock Whatever and Roll Hall of Fame and LeBron James. Okay? And we have great food here. Great food. Actually, I really like Cleveland. I think it gets such a bad rap. You go there, I, I think. Oh, yeah. I, I really like Cleveland. Yeah, the Harbor area. Yeah. My brother used to live there. I, I had no problem. Last time I was there, there was no way I was going to listen to 92.3 The Fan. But other than that, I enjoyed my time there. Um with when you look at the Browns and you look at the Broncos, it looks like they are two mirror images of each other. Don't hey Russell, don't make any mistakes. Don't turn the ball over. Let the defense win the game. We'll run the ball as much as we can. When you look at this matchup, are you looking at two teams that look almost exactly the same? The way they yeah, approach think, the game. Uh, now, I, in the beginning of the season, I don't know that I would have agreed. I agree. That. With and maybe you on. that's yeah, I hear because you. Deshaun Watson was. We thought Deshaun was going to be able to play. <laughs> Excuse me, but. Um, yeah, I, I would say it's similar. Again, maybe this might not be the most exciting game on earth, but I, I, it'll be just a kind of a 
Um, you remember the great Don Reed, who was at the University of Montana, where he would call this game a slobber knocker, right? That's right. probably what rock it fight. Be. Yeah, yeah, fight. I, right. yeah. So I, I just I, that's kind of the way I see it, and it could be the team that has the ball at the end again, and that's the way it seems to be for the Browns. I want to say four of the or six of the six of their wins have come by four points or less. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's kind of what the Browns do. It was it hard for people around there to get behind Deshaun Watson with his entire history, or did he finally grow on people and became he's our quarterback? And now that he's out for the season, a kind of feeling like, hey, well, karma's a bitch. We know what he did in Houston. How do people feel about him out there? So I think it's it's an interesting it's an interesting conundrum, is probably the best way to put it, that you were right. When he first got here, there were Browns fans and season ticket holders who were like, we're done, man. We don't want to be a part of this. What are the Browns doing? And it was this real big divide because there were a lot of people that liked Baker Mayfield. I mean, after all, the Browns hadn't won a playoff game since they returned in 99 until Baker Mayfield beat the Steelers in the playoffs. And so there was a big groundswell for Baker Mayfield. I mean, first pick overall. Come on, you're, you're going to invest in this guy, right? You're going to invest. And then they got the opportunity to get Deshaun, but Deshaun came with so much baggage. And, you know, when Baker was here, whether it was internal internal within Cleveland, within Cuyahoga County, that people loved Baker Mayfield or didn't love him, the Browns were a really likable team. Like, people were rooting for the Browns. Yeah. When they brought Deshaun in, it didn't feel that way anymore. Even though Miles Garrett was on the other side of the ball and, you know, the defense was okay, not as anywhere near as good as they are right now. But it, you know, the Browns were, were likable with Baker and then they decided to go get Deshaun and they said okay well we finally got a franchise quarterback we got a guy that we believe can go out there and win we've seen what he's done in Houston he's going to take us to the next level he's going to take us to the next level but you know the outside stuff and the lawsuits and uh, you know the allegations and you know the settlements and all those things I think it took its toll on the fan base and there were a lot of people who were like "Uh, I don't know but then there was another weird thing going on the season ticket list became a wait list when Deshaun got the job. So, you know, I, I don't know. There's a, there's a business part of this, and then there's a football part of it. And then finally, <laughs> we got to see Deshaun play last year and really didn't see a whole lot. He had <laughs> one, one decent half against Washington. So I think fans were waiting. They were looking forward to it. They knew the defense was going to be a little bit bolstered. And he got to the season, and now all of a sudden Deshaun's got a micro-tear. And now all of a sudden people are trying to say, like, well, what are we doing here? Who's got, you know, is this, was this worth it? Was this worth all the first-round picks? Was this worth $230 million guaranteed? Was this worth all the struggle? And fans were going back and forth. And then Deshaun comes up with a really, really big win. And so everybody was on board last Monday. And I think for the first time, everyone was really happy. And then we find out he broke a bone in his shoulder. So it has been one unbelievable roller coaster ride for Deshaun Watson here in Cleveland. So, I, 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 you know, they won games without him, and I think that's why there's so much hope uh, here in Cleveland. This defense is absolutely incredible. Obviously, number one in the league in yards allowed per, per game. But there have been pockets of success against this defense. Not much, but pockets of success when teams can effectively run the football. If there's even anything close to an Achilles heel for this group, is that it? And as such, does that give Denver a fairly good shot, perhaps, simply because they're a team that's going to run the ball first and run the ball often? 
Um, I would agree with 95% of that. Like, the Ravens proved you could run against the Browns. I don't, I don't think that that – and then, you know, you go back to even the Pittsburgh loss earlier in the season. They, they were able to run the ball a little bit, but um, Jim Schwartz has done a really good job adjusting in-game. Yeah, they gave up a 75-yard run in that last game against Pittsburgh, but that's about it. Mm. And you're going to – in the air, teams have had a ton of trouble. I think there was – there was a stat last from last week's game that you know, and it's Pittsburgh too, so it, it is what it is. I don't feel like they Kenny Pickett is not the answer in Pittsburgh, but they didn't throw a ball more than you know fifteen yards in the air all game. Mm. So I, I do think if you're going to get to the Browns, you have got to do it the old methodical way, where you're having long drives, you're gaining three and a half yards per carry. That old you know Woody Hayes, you know ten yards in a cloud of dust. Well, this time it's got to be four yards in a cloud of dust. And you've got to leave the defense out there for a long time. And you've got to have, you know, seven to ten-minute drives if you can do it. I think that's that would be the way to beat the Browns defense. It's just every time you think a team can do that, Miles Garrett comes up with a sack. Zadarius Smith comes up with a sack. Those guys, they're really good, and they're playing for Jim Schwartz, and they love him. They love him. Like, they get in trouble if they don't celebrate a tackle for loss. So it's mm. – I've never, I'm being, I mean, uh, Eric, I've known you for a long time. I've never seen a Browns defense this good. They're that good. And they're healthy. That's part of it. They're healthy. And that's a a big part of the reason why they're so good. Well, I said on the show last week, you know, leading up to the Browns game, I said, you know what? This defense might be as good, if not better than that Broncos defense in 2015, at the very least, statistically. Yeah. Time, time will tell on that. And again, injuries, it's just, <clears throat> Again, I say I haven't seen a defense like this, but I also say um, I haven't seen a defense stay this healthy this long for the Browns all season long. Too, well, it's, so. it's funny because the Broncos are going through the same thing. Great health throughout the season. By the way, speaking of health, was there a sense of relief in Cleveland when you found out what Deshaun Watson's injury was, meaning it was a broken bone because if it was a soft tissue injury, he might need a massage? Uncle. He's been waiting all day for that. No, I haven't. Yeah, yeah. It just it actually just occurred to me. Yeah, well, I mean, it sounded like. Right. Uh, so you have your I, show. You have your show. I, go ahead. Yeah, no, I have to live here. Don't forget that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call two one six happy ending. All right, so you're so you're going to be doing your uh, show later today. Uh, we, we after after you come on today. After <laughs> yeah. you're still welcome. Yeah. After yeah. after your segment. We have literally nothing planned. I mean, the rundown is completely blank. So we want to steal some some Thanksgiving ideas from you. Obviously, your show is going to be loaded up with you know poor producing uh, to you know try and get you through the day with like what what what's your favorite thing on the Thanksgiving Day table? So with that, what do you have coming up so we can you. steal it? Uh, I we have uh, we have Ohio State Michigan this week, so we have yes, a lot you of do. Topics. We have a lot of topics that are non Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, I. You know, I, my favorite Thanksgiving topic is formal dinner or graze. I think grazing Ooh. is the only way to go. I, I'm a big grazer, especially with all this football going on. Like, how about let's just, you know, you know go buffet style, eat when you feel like it, and, and make sure everybody cleans up because it's just not fair. If the people cook, you better let, you better clean for them. That's I'm with my you on that. message from Cleveland. And that is actually. No, don't talk about it. We're, this is going to be a segment later in the show. But, but he's, I don't want to ruin it now. But he's so right. He's so right about that. The people that prepare it shouldn't have to clean it up. That's my tried and true and steadfast line 
on Thanksgiving. As a guy who cooks Thanksgiving, I could not agree with you more. But stop talking about it because we're going to waste this topic. We have to yeah. fill it for at least 10 right. minutes. Well, I'm, a, that's true. I'm uh, inexperienced with radio. Sh- should we talk about Ohio State-Michigan next? We can. Uh, you can do that. Yeah, you definitely can. What it's it's going to be interesting. What else are you doing? It's going to be so? interesting. What other things uh, are you we'll doing do today? A tiny bit of Cavaliers, just a tiny bit of Cavaliers. Well, the Cavs did beat the world champion Nuggets, so sure did. I know that the Nuggets have played a couple of games since then. But should we get into that too? Sure. Okay. You guys can talk about that. I, I don't want to spend a lot. It's too early in the season. Yeah, I, you I, know, yeah. once you win a championship, you realize that it's like really early in the season, yeah. and so you can feel that now. You, you're like, yeah, ho hum, it's November. Talk to me when the playoffs roll around, baby. Right. All right. So. My buddy Andy Baskin, one of my longest-standing friends in this business. We work together in Montana. If you are out in Cleveland, check him out. Middays, 92.3 The Fan. My good friend Andy, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. We'll talk soon. And to both of you and all of uh, I've got a lot of friends in Denver who are listening as well. So Maybe. happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Thanks, yeah, no, Andy. Actually, yeah. R- Much appreciate Rattle them off. Give, give him a little air time. Yeah, let's... See, I'll just start with Stephen Bobby Jacobs, and I'll leave it at that. How's that? That's, that's two go. people. You said yeah. a lot. That's a hell of a lot I, more than I know in I Cleveland. I got to go look through my Rolodex. Do you know how many names I have in my Rolodex? If they were friends of say, yours, you would know them off the top of your head. I like the well, fact I that do. you have a Rolodex. That's good. Yeah. Oh, I do. It's super cool. Yeah. It's with my. It's inside my Trapper Keeper. Very. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andy. Have a great Thank Thanksgiving, you, Andy. Man. See you, man. Peace, guys. Enjoy. It. Later. All right. All right. Later. Andy Baskin. <laughs> Super good guy. Coming up after the break. Well, I'd listen to him. Yeah, he's good. I would listen to him. Yeah. Uh, Buffs wrap up the season this weekend against Utah. Does the outcome of the game change your view on the program? Dion in his first season on the job. That's nice. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at milehighsports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Next week, Roller Auctions having an auction for air compressors, garage door inventory, trucks, forklifts, welders, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. And that auction is on Tuesday. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Roller Auctions. Get what you want at the price you want. Go to rollerauction.com slash MHS and they'll send you notifications on their latest auctions. Okay, so the Buffs wrap up the season against Utah, 22-and-a-half-point underdogs against Utah. We don't know if Shador Sanders is going to play. We'll find out, I suppose. Did Dion say anything about that? Uh, They're still working through that, I think. Evaluating. Is the paraphrase. Yes. Um, Does the outcome of this game change your view on Sanders' first season? Um. I would like to think that he can get squeeze some competitiveness out of this team in a otherwise meaningless game. I would like to think that it means something to them 
even at the end of what could very well be a four and eight season. Um, but no, I think overall, I still have some of the same questions I had about Deion Sanders. But I will say that overall, and we've talked about this all season long, from a standpoint of the profile of the program, uh, the monies that are coming in to the program, the attention that the program is getting, those are all wins. There have been few competitive wins, and that's where the growth has got to start picking up next year. The, the overall overarching opinion I have about this team, and yes, they were certainly put back on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, there is hope for next year, but this program is far more sizzled than steak. Oh yeah, yeah. and from a competitive standpoint, I mean, it. it they, it, you know, the phrase "it's not how you start, it's how you finish." Unfortunately, it's the flip side, Ooh. right? Yeah, how they started put them on top of the mountain. Yeah, literally on top of the mountain, on top of the college football world, where. College game day was out there for the first time in decades. Big noon kickoff was out there. Every celebrity who has any interest in college football would show up for that game, even if they were well-known with their alma mater, like Michael Irvin showing up with CU gear on. Yeah. And where are they all now? Yeah. Well, Colorado is a really nice place. Uh, when you have the glow of Coach Prime in September and October. Yeah. Then when rubber hits the road and things start getting a little bit more realistic, just like the weather in November. Yeah. I have talked to friends of mine who are big CU fans, boosters, donors, multiple friends of mine, and I will tell you, talk to them today, it's not that they're not encouraged. I think they are encouraged for next year, but the the shine has been blunted to a point where it just looks like any other piece of metal in the scrapyard. Yeah, I, and next year becomes pivotal in so many different ways. They're rejoining the Big 12, of course. That's a totally different kind of uh, of gig than the program has been used to than over the last 12 years. Uh, there is obvious work to do in building, rebuilding, uh, and supplementing this roster. They have many miles to go before they rest. I'll give you another reason why next year is so big. Because, and, and I use this term loosely for one person, but literally for two others. Deion Sanders will be losing his three children on that team. His two boys and Travis Hunter. Yeah. Okay. All, all of them will be gone after next season. Mm-hmm. And his other son will still be there doing social media and things like sure. that. Sure. Um, his daughter might still be there. I know his family's there now. But, but he's going to lose a big part of not his football identity, but his football identity as a father. Well, And if it doesn't go well next year, you really have to wonder, why am I staying? Well, the, I'm losing my boys. But the big question, and you bring up a good point, and it's certainly one to keep aware of because I do believe there are a fair amount of people, and there are a fair amount of CU people that I talk to regularly that are concerned about his staying power after Shadour is gone. That's what I mean. Shadour right. and Travis right. and Shiloh. Yeah, and Shiloh. It's all three of them yeah, are leaving right. at the same time. And that's assuming Shadour doesn't go into the draft. I don't think he will. 
as of right now, he has found he has he has he's still in it. But if he left today, he would leave this program in much better shape than he found it. There is no question about that. Health-wise, he would not leave in better shape. No. He'd leave in worse shape. But after he, getting his ass kicked week after week to, generally speaking, generally speaking, no fault of his own. Generally speaking. Yes, there are times he held onto the ball too long, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But he certainly didn't get a lot of help. But Dion, for everything that he understands to a T about promotion and all of the things on the outside of the program, the presentation of the program, bringing excitement, creating the excitement. It's all very real. It's yep. all very real. And, right. it's, and it's admirable. But next year, it's about, are you winning football games? That's right. Period. And the rest of it is all basically water under the bridge. Yeah, yeah you, you like being in a really good financial situation. But, man, it changes if you can't win football games. <laughs> so we'll see. And I, think that, and I think that Deion Sanders needs to improve mightily in the area of coaching football games. I would look at Deion Sanders and liken him to the Hugh Jackman character in The Greatest Showman. I mean, do people really want to go see the bearded lady, world's tallest man, world's smallest man? There's a real curiosity there. And can you drum up enough interest for people to actually pay to come see that? Hmm. He did. Yeah. He did. Unreal. But, but now you have to have real entertainment for that circus that you've brought to town. And the real entertainment is winning. Exactly what every other program in this country in this country win. is trying to do. There was a curiosity. Now you That's win. why The Rock showed up. Sure. That's why Lil Wayne showed up. Now, are they still going to come back for the show if they're getting their heads handed to them week after week by really good programs? You know, we will see. It'll be interesting because on one hand, they've played fairly competitive football. Mm -hmm. I mean, they really have. They've got blown out in really two games where they really were not a part of it. You can argue USC, but they fought back in that game for, for whatever that's worth against a Seven and five football team. And then a historic stinker against Stanford. No question. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? We'll talk about Tom Brady's comments with the NFL product today and also discuss the CU Buffs basketball programs that are off to fast starts. That's all next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. We Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at mylifesports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman on Tuesday. Roller Auctions having an auction for air compressors, garage door inventory, trucks, forklifts, welders, and more. 
get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Okay, just in case you missed it, Tom Brady went on the Stephen A. Smith show and said, there's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. Brady thinks the coaching and younger player development is not as good as before and says the rule changes have allowed a lot of bad habits to get into the game. Do you prefer football in today's era or kind of the old school style of the 2000s? Um, I kind of prefer it a little bit more back then um, only because, I don't know, I hate to sound like a Neanderthal. I kind of like the hitting a little bit. Well, I mean, football is a violent game. Right. Period. I'll tell you this. If anybody wondered if Tom Brady is going to be a good analyst on Fox, he is showing that he's certainly not lacking in opinions. Yeah. That, that's probably my takeaway from that. I, the fact that he put it out there on the record, good stuff. But good I find, for him. But I do find it a little bit interesting that he's saying, man, you can't hit the quarterback anymore. Dude, no one complained more about getting hit than you did. That's why your nickname in NFL circles was Cry Brady. Because every time he got hit, you were complaining to the refs. Teflon Tom. Yep. Yeah, I hear you. All right, just in case you missed it, the Colorado Buffaloes basketball programs keep soaring as the women were ranked number three in this week's top 25 poll, while the men were ranked number 18. It's the CU women's best ranking since finishing the the 1994-95 season at number two. Uh, The CU men lost their first game yesterday to Florida State in the title game of the Sunshine Slam tournament and are now four and one. With the football team struggling, how good is it to see the basketball teams getting off to fast starts? I think it is I think it is very, very good. But I wanted to flip it around to you, Bruce. Uh-huh. Generally speaking, we're not going to be talking a lot of Colorado men's and women's basketball on our show. I'll be okay. perfectly honest. All right. Most radio stations will be following the same thing. They're not going to spend an entire segment on CU women's basketball. We have the Nuggets. Right. And we're not going to be spending a lot of time on CU men's basketball. Now, when the tournament rolls around, there will be far more coverage. With that, the women are number three in the country. When they play, how often do you show highlights? Well, I don't I don't anchor. So well, but you work at the station I, I, yes, and, I, and, yes, I'm, and I'm I, hoping you watch it. Because uh, I sure as hell don't. Yeah. I didn't even know they had a, I didn't even know Fox had an affiliate here. Even when you worked at it. Let's right. see. Um yes. That they are not only that, I think we're getting up there and talking to them fairly regularly. Okay. So when they do play, you're going to show more than a gratuitous one basket, let's move on. I would imagine that it's a little more than that. The yes. fact that you just said you imagine tells me how much you watch your own show. I'm busy making stuff to contribute to that show. Well, said and that's a great answer to another question Alrighty, just in case you missed it washington leapfrogged florida state into the number four spot in the latest college football playoff rankings after beating its third straight ranked opponent this past weekend 
While the top three remain unchanged, Washington moved into that top four for the first time this season, and Florida State fell to number five after losing quarterback Jordan Travis for the season. Uh, I know you want a Pac-12 team in the four-team playoff. Do you think Washington can do it? I think Oregon has probably got the best chance because I do think Oregon's a better team than Washington, even though Washington has beaten them once this season. I think they will see each other again in the Pac-12 championship, and you will have a one-loss team, perhaps two of them, to choose from from your Final Four. There's all sorts of intrigue with the CFP. Georgia's got to win an SEC championship game, more than likely against Alabama. Florida State is on the outside looking in right now, but they've got quarterback issues, but still could very well end up being an unbeaten team left out of the final. You you cannot put in a one-loss Oregon team over an undefeated team in a Power 5. I couldn't agree with you more. I'm sorry. I'm with you. However, even if they did not lose their quarterback, if either Oregon or Washington stayed undefeated, and one of them clearly is, you saw this coming just by looking at the schedule. It didn't matter if Florida State was ahead of Washington or Oregon when both teams were undefeated. All you had to do was look at the schedule yeah. and say they're going to be playing a much more difficult schedule. Florida State really didn't play much of a schedule. No. This was a it's, – it's kind of like watching a horse race where the, the, uh, there's a lead horse, I don't know, seven, eight strides ahead. I know I'm using the wrong terminology. But you knew that the horse behind had that opportunity and had that type of gas yeah. to catch that other horse. Lengths. And, and so far, lengths. So far, they have. Yeah. No, okay. you're right. Yeah. Well said. All right, uh, that was a Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it. Always have great specials. Also, don't forget about their Black Friday sale, where their already low prices are going to even be lower. They have the best appliances out there by far. A staff that can help you redesign an entire kitchen. Big box stores, yeah, you might get a deal here and there, but what you get at Mountain High Appliance is just so stinking good. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, yardbarker.com listed its top five candidates for coach of the year. Is Sean Payton on the list? After four straight wins, and dare we use the P word, and most people are with the Broncos. So, is the P word Peyton on this list? That's next. The master of my CEO. I was broken from a young age, taking my soak into the masses, writing my poems for the few that look at me, took to me, shook at me, feeling me, singing from heartache, from the pain, taking my message. 